1: What's going on Real Sports Fam, welcome to episode 17 of the Real Sports Podcast, a Snapchat sports pod. On this episode, Abe and I are talking about what we would do for $50 million, Carmelo Anthony, NBA Christmas schedule, NFL, Tom Brady's contract, and the Monday mailbag. So let's get it. Down goes Frazier!
0: Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Way down to Barry.
1: Barry. Barry. What up Real Sports fam, it's your host Jack Settlement from Real Underscore Sports on Snapchat, a 1 million following Snap account, follow if you haven't. Joining me is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what's going on? What up, Jack? How was the weekend? Uh, Weekend's good. I'm home in in Beemore for Grandpa's 85th birthday. Special real sports experience coming Tuesday. Should be the best one ever. I'm excited. Shout Uh, out, Gramps. Happy birthday. Yeah, shout out to Grandpa. So let's get into it right away because this is a really fun question. I saw it on Twitter and I thought, what better place to discuss than the pod for $50 million. 50 mil. Would you never watch the NBA or NFL ever again? Like, you couldn't watch either. Are you taking 50 mil? That's a, So when you sent me this earlier today, I, uh, I
2: started thinking about some loopholes and a couple things I came up with. So with that $50 million, obviously you can do whatever you want, buy whatever you want, etc. cetera. Um, but you're giving up, well, at least for me, two of my biggest passions, and that's following the NBA following the NBA, um, NFL and watching it on a daily basis. But I had the idea that you take that $50 million, you reinvest it into human capital and um, hire personal assistants that whatever game you want, they're on their phones, they're watching the game, and they're walking side-by-side side with you, giving you play-by-play updates. So you can still stay in the loop a little bit.
1: Wait, time out. You just, you just reinvented play-by-play on the radio?
2: Yeah, but that are walking next to you. And then if you have $50 million, you can take that money. And maybe during a commercial break when there's nothing for them to report, say, like, go get me a snack. So it's like <laughs> – it, No, it's like you're on the couch. You don't have to get up from the couch. You go get a snack at a commercial break. Right. You're still well-adversed in what's going on in both leagues. Um, secondly, I thought of another loophole. Why can't I just listen to it on the radio by myself every game? You know, can. You can. Like, you can. So, long story short, to answer your question, I mean, $50 million is $50 million. So, I'm You're taking doing. the money. I'm, oh, no, I'm 100% taking the money. Wow. Um, I'll deal with the loophole. I'll deal with the repercussions um, as it, as it goes on. But the question is, what if by accident I'm walking past a sports bar and I just so happen to see something happen in the game, in the NBA or the NFL? Do I have to...
1: Uh, pay a fee, like wh- what's what's That's that? That's a good question because it's not a very real situation. I don't know the technicalities, but I'm gonna say to get in writing. Probably, I'm gonna say your vision is just it cannot even view the sports once you accept the money, like some uh, black mirror shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, fifty million is fifty million. I can find another hobby. Like I, I, can I figure out something else to talk about on the podcast. We you can still keep would've the would've pod. Able to do the pod. What do you mean? I can just read stuff after. Yeah, I can stay on Twitter. I can have my minions report back to me during every game.
1: Like there are ways to get around this. I agree, but I just think basketball and football are such a big part of my life. I don't think you could put a price on it. I, someone's comment on Twitter was, "I wouldn't take it if you can't enjoy life. What's the point of having money?" And I think that I, it might be sad, or it might oh, be so. Deep. That's so deep. I, I just think that I couldn't do it. Watching sports is my passion. It's what I like to do. I can't imagine fifty million dollars. Like I don't know what else I would do.
2: I mean, like like you said, it's your passion. It's my passion. But fifty millions, fifty million. I'm gonna find ways to find out what's going on in the sports world. It's just a matter of how much I'm gonna spend to find out. And how
1: obedient my little minions around me will be. I still don't understand why you need the minions. You can just turn the play-by-play radio on and then have a maid who's bringing you food. Okay, what if I have to shower during like an Eagles playoff game and I'm leaving right
2: after and I can't I can't listen in the shower like I'll have two guys, nope,
1: could be a girl. Let me run that back. <laughs> Take that back. So, so you're going to have multiple people stand by your shower relaying you What's happening in the games? Listen, it's a hypothetical situation. Let me have my fun. All right, let's move on. I'm taking the money and running. All right, fair enough. Um, So the Christmas Day schedule came out this week. Uh, The games are Bucks at Sixers. Wow. What a game! Yeah, I was I would I would have liked to see them play the Heat. Uh, Clippers at Lakers in Staples, so the Lakers will technically be the home team. New Orle New Orleans at Denver, which is uh, we'll get to that in a second. Boston at Toronto. Toronto obviously had to get a game, and Rockets at Warriors. What do you think about the Christmas Day schedule?
2: I mean, I think it's it's um, I mean, I actually have a counter question. Has Christmas Day basketball taken over to be better? than thanksgiving day football because i think it has like thanksgiving day football they're showing the lions they're showing the redskins they're showing the cowboys they're showing these mediocre teams but and of course it's tradition like to sit around watch with your family blah 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 eat all day but like christmas day basketball is special man they give you usually everyone's wearing a different uniform uh they give you the best of the best teams we're getting the battle of la we're getting the battle of the east and then we're getting New Orleans at Denver. Yeah, uh, I'll grab lunch during that game. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm excited. Every every year I look forward to Christmas Day basketball. Uh, third straight year, the Sixers are in it. So the process of fail is like what people like to say.
1: Um, I disagree. But, it, I mean, it's an awesome slate. We, the Knicks, for the first time since 2015, will not be playing Aww. on Christmas Day. Which is fair. I I was actually nervous that the Nets were going to get a home game against the Knicks, which I still would have liked to see, but it would probably be next year. Um, I get why they're going Denver versus New Orleans, because Denver was second in the West. They have a young core, and everyone's going to want to watch Zion and that. But it feels like a couple teams could argue they were left out. Maybe someone like Utah, who should be higher up. Uh, I guess – like, it would have been cool to see, like, Westbrook's return to OKC on Christmas Day, even though they'll be a mess. Uh, I think for the most part, and then Toronto had the game, even though they won't be very strong. Right,
2: I I think they got it right. One thing, who wait, who's Boston playing again? At Toronto. Right, I, like, I wish Kyrie was going back to Boston. Right. right. On that. That would have been that would have been a great scenario.
1: Yeah, I just think that the nets the nets won't be that strong necessarily, and Toronto needed to get the game. So I, I yeah, get. I, Toron- I-,
2: I feel like it's a toss up between like who would be a better team. I mean, we'll obviously do an NBA preview closer, but like Toronto and Brooklyn are both in like that like middle tier of East teams to me, like. It can go either way with who's the better team this year.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Would you have would you rather I mean obviously they were gonna have Sixers Bucks, but would you have preferred a Sixers versus Heat, like Jimmy's return?
2: No, absolutely absolutely not. Like honestly, I'm I'm forgetting about Jimmy Butler. Like he's forgetting about winning and basketball. So why should I why should I lose sleep over him and want to play him? Like the Miami Heat's not a rival. Like everyone knows the Sixers and the Bucks are going to be the one and two in the east and the best teams in the east so give the fans what they want i think you'll you'll see a start of a rivalry if especially um now that all these guys have big kind con- well not even that big but like pg and Kawhi are staying out west for a few years what is it two at the minimum maybe a third um so there's really just the sixers and bucks i mean durant's coming back in after next year so brooklyn will be in the mix but like they're on a level of their own in the East, so why not give a
1: Eastern Conference Finals yeah, preview? I agree. I think that's the game. I, I will say, while I think the Sixers will probably get the one seed, when because Giannis was MVP and because they were the one last year, I'm kind of surprised they gave it to the Sixers at home. Were you surprised by that at all? I just think that like Philadelphia is notorious
2: for just having crazy, batshit, lunatic fans, um, including myself. I take part <laughs> in that proudly. But uh, like, it's just more entertaining for everyone if it's in Philadelphia. Like, do you no, really want to watch a game in Wisconsin? I, I like, agree who cares? That.
1: All right, I. It's, post- it's America's birthplace in Philadelphia. I posted on my story uh, this graphic that said, "Which player in their return to a team will be booed the loudest? Will get the most negative reception? Options are Kyrie in Boston." Kawhi in Toronto, A.D. and Nola, Paul George in OKC, Porzingis in, in the Garden, and Marcus Morris in San Antonio. So before, <laughs> what you... before we get into it, I was kind of shocked by the responses I was getting. I thought that like it was pretty clear that Kawhi wouldn't get booed. I thought that Paul George, it, it would be very light. Uh, Marcus Morris, I actually could understand the hostility to, but I figured because he but like, but like exactly. Who cares? who cares? So I figured it's down to three people: Kyrie returned to Boston, AD and Nola, and Porzingis in New York. And I actually think it's a pretty tough combo. The only player who left via free agency was Kyrie. Like Ka- Kawhi. Well, I guess Kawhi left. AD was traded. PG was traded. Porzingis was was traded. But who do you who do you have? I mean, you're kind of forgetting one, and it's going to be on Christmas
2: Day. Like Kyle Corver's coming back to <laughs> Philly, man. Like. It was between the Bucks and the Sixers, and we ended up choosing our our biggest opponent in the East and our biggest um, challenge to get to the finals. Like Christmas Day could be brutal for Mr. Corver. But to me, it's not really close. It's Kyrie. Um, it stems from him making the prediction – or not the prediction, the statement in the beginning of last year, maybe like right before the season started, like, uh, if you guys will have me back, I'd love to re-sign. Um, they were the one seed two years back when – He was with them the entire year. Obviously, he went down in the playoffs and couldn't play in the playoffs. They made that run, lost to LeBron in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, and then came in with all these expectations this year. Uh, Turmoil in the locker room, which we've talked about before, I don't necessarily think it was Kyrie's fault. But nonetheless, he started the season saying, like, listen, I want to be here for the long haul. Like, I want Boston to be my home. And then stuff just unfolded throughout the year. Celtics ended up falling short of expectations, like, it's not like Kyrie was leaving a team that didn't have a future. Like they still had Tatum. They still had Brown. Obviously Rozier left. um, They have Hayward. Like Kyrie was leaving a team that could still compete in the East if he had stayed and instead Kemba goes there and now they can still compete. So it's not like Boston fans are going to have any less expectations in terms of how far they'll go this year with Kemba over Kyrie. But it's just that idea of like, listen, dude, you, you, you literally said to us, if we'll let you stay, then you'll stay. And I don't think any Boston fan throughout the year was like, no, let Kyrie walk. We don't want Not him here.
1: but by the end of the year, they actually wanted him out. It was kind of a mutual thing. Well, because but by the end of the year, they already knew he was going to leave. You know what I mean? They knew he was gone, and they wanted him out because he clearly wanted out, and it was like a mutual distaste towards each other. All right, but that distaste um,
2: wasn't occurring in the beginning of the year. And like throughout the year, they just went through so many ups and downs, and it's like – Kyrie's just playing with their heads and all this bullshit. So I think he hands down gets the most booze in his return. Close second for me would be A D. Um but like in the end, like what did that uh front office do to put around him to make him be successful? Uh, which was really nothing, but like there was more bad taste at the end when A D left with like him trolling with uh that's a rap shirt at the end of the year. Yeah, what I was gonna say is that he kind of went out in a kind of hostile way no, for sure went out in a hostile way, but, like, listen, he was drafted there, so he was forced to go there. It's not like, well, Kyrie didn't choose to go to Boston, but, like, he said he wanted to stay. Like, AD never had any commitment to the Pelicans long-term. Bottom line is the Pelicans didn't give him enough around to succeed. Um, And, I mean, of course he'll get booed for the way it went down, but to me, Kyrie, the taste he left
1: in Boston fans' mouth, I think it's a no-brainer. I think... I want to start by saying Kawhi in Toronto, if he gets booed, that's he's a good just, standing ovation. Yeah. That's like a disservice to him. Also Canadians Paul are George, supposed to be really nice, right? The, the thing with Paul George is that he did request a trade and he also was along the lines of saying we have unfinished business kind of Kyrie esque, but I think he, he was kind of in a situation where he needed to get out with the Westbrook thing. So I don't think it'll be that bad. Um, Marcus Morris in San Antonio, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Um, Kyrie in Boston, I think, will be the worst. I think AD because of the way he left will be third. I think Porzingis, just because it's New York and New Yorkers are nuts, right. he's gonna get obliterated. And a lot of people are saying, but the Knicks traded Porzingis; it wasn't his choice. He had told the he reason wanted, that he, demanded deal- he demanded a trade. Yeah, he demanded a trade and that stuff all went down within like a span of 24 hours. That was crazy. There's, like, there's rape allegations against him. He's getting beat up in his own home country. Like <laughs> people people in New York actually hate Porzingis after he was supposed to be the chosen one. So I think he's – and plus, because we didn't get anyone free agency and we're just overall bitter, I think we're going to make it a whole event with him coming back and booing him. So. No, for sure. But the question is if Porzingis walked out – uh,
2: for his introduction, and then the Dallas Mavericks say they signed I don't know James Dolan to a two way contract and was starting him that day. Who would get booed louder at the Garden? Probably Dolan
1: more than Porzingis. Yeah, because Dolan's the worst. Exactly. I mean, so, like, speaking of uh, good good Garden players, there's been a lot of Carmelo talk lately. Free my man, free Carmelo, man. Um. So obviously, Melo went on first take with Stephen A. And he said, I just think it's crazy that there's 15 players on 30 teams and I'm not in the league. So the the situation is that Melo, because of who he is, he's one of the greater scorers ever, first ballot, all basketball hall of fame. True, a true American hero too. Gold medalist, led the league in score. He's a scoring champ, led the Knicks to the playoffs, led the last relevant Knicks team because of all of that he's been pretty reluctant to take on like a vets minimum. So that's why he's not in the league. If he's taking on a vets minimum, I don't care if he takes a lot of shots. I don't care if he doesn't play great defense. I don't literally care about anything. He's he's a good enough player to still be in the league. But I think because of his ego – He's been reluctant to take that pay cut and to take that rule. So I get the argument as to why he's not in the league. Do I think that some team could absolutely use him? And now I didn't hear much about it last year, about how he wanted to play. Now it seems like he's realizing he wants to play. Will he actually take a smaller role on a team? Cause there's no doubt he can come off the bench and give you 10 to 12 a game. Like he, he deserves to be in the league. Right. A hundred percent deserves to
2: be in the league. And it, it sounded to me like I watched the whole Stephen A. Um, Carmelo interview, and I've been a Melo fan my entire life. Like, he came in with LeBron. It was those two right out of high school. They had battles in high school at Oak Hill and St. Vincent St. Mary, and he was like this phenom, right? He came in. He lived up to the hype. He's a perennial all-star, multi-time all-star, all-NBA, um, four-time Olympic gold medalist, which I think he's the only one to do. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Okay. but He's got a shit ton of gold medals which, I mean, it's irrelevant kind of because if you play on the USA team, you're kind of expected to have a gold medal. So it's just like (laughs) who wants to play on the team the most. But it sounded to me in the Stephen A interview that, like, the OKC um, tenure he had and the Houston and the way he was let go from Houston after just 10 games, it kind of, like, left a bitter taste in his mouth and was, like, very eye-opening to the point where now he realizes, like, I, I personally think he would take on the vet minimum. Like, hearing it in his voice, maybe he's a good actor, maybe he actually meant it. The guy just wants to play basketball. Like, it was eye opening to him because he didn't think anything was going wrong in Houston. And Daryl Morey was basically like, Yeah, like, it's not working out. And he's just like, What's not working out? Like, we <laughs> played 10 games together. Um, but yeah, you're telling me that uh, that uh, TJ McConnell or someone that's just the first person that came to mind because like i was jared
1: dudley is on an nba roster like, yeah J-
2: yeah exactly guys like jared dudley can make a 15-man roster and even a 10-man rotation on a playoff team the carmelo-
1: entire purpose is to dance on the sideline like at least Melo can come off the bench <laughs> and score
2: right like carmelo can 100 percent help a a team
1: that wants to win now like a team like All right. With that being said, yeah, what team would you actually find him as a good fit? Like, okay, the first one that comes to mind is the Lakers, just because
2: he was talking about he was talking about his relationship with LeBron, how since they were eighteen and nineteen years old, they've always talked about playing with each other. I mean, if he goes to a place like the Lakers with one of his longtime best friends, that's a direct quote from you, um, in in LeBron, um, I think he'll know that it's not his show, especially with a guy like AD there. And be willing to take a lesser role, come off the bench, which he would need to. And the Lakers um, definitely need scoring off the bench. Um, that's one he of their depth problems. Take less
1: of a role on OKC, though. Right. I mean,
2: he did take less of a role on OKC, but like, it, I think it's a it's a different because, like, in his mind at the time, he thought he still was the Carmelo yeah. that we all knew he was. Right. Whereas these uphill battles on other teams have made him realize, like, all right, it's, it's like a humbling experience. Like, yeah. I have to take a lesser role, and if I really want to win and continue to want to play basketball. And if he plays alongside LeBron, I think he'll he'll um, realize that. But I think he'll, he can do that anywhere. Like, I'm just going to have to rapid fire a couple teams out, like the Nuggets, like off the bench, Portland. Like, just a little piece that could add experience, though it's not championship experience. I think the farthest he got, did he ever get out of the second round? Uh, I think he got to a conference final. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he did in Denver. He did in Denver. Yeah, Um, but he just has that veteran experience. He, he can teach young guys, and I think he can help any team that's vying for a championship. That's the is, thing I would disagree with. Is that I, no? Difference? Listen, let, let me finish. Is right. is, he, is he the difference maker between winning a championship yeah. and not winning? Of course not. But like, he cannot hurt a team that that's, is going for it. You that's know where I, mean? I
1: actually disagree. I think he's. I know he has the veteran. The veteran aspect, but I don't know if he has that leadership. Like, I think if he went into a Portland and he, like, like especially the Nuggets, like, he could disrupt a young core. I think you add him to a team like the, even the Sixers or the Lakers. Uh, please, game, please, no. Yeah, I love Carmelo. And- no, but I'm saying, you add him to a team where they only need scoring, right? And they can cover for him on defense. They already have veteran leaders, whether it be LeBron or, I mean, you, Horford for you guys now. Like, He's not going to lead a young team and help them grow. He's going to go in, he's going to score, and he can score well. But I think that's all he can do at this point. Like, He's never been a great leader of young young players. No, I agree, but just keep him off my team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last thing before Monday Mailbag. Tom Brady somehow signed another <laughs> contract extension. His birthday was yesterday or two days ago. He turned 42. He signs a two-year deal. It's it's really a one-year deal. Like every deal, they just keep reworking for one year. But the one thing I would like to point out is that I think it's finally coming to an end for him because as oh, we know – Be careful. I know. Be but careful. I, this, is why, this is why I think so. I'm not saying performance-wise. I'm just saying I think his time is running out. He's been taking pay cuts over the last five years. He takes twenty to twenty-three million dollars per year. Finally, he signs a thirty and a thirty-two million dollar per year extension. That to me is indicative of I think he's going to be hanging it hanging up soon okay. enough. Okay. See, I, mean, I
2: thought I thought you were going down the route. I didn't. I didn't know how you were going with no, this. he's gonna. like the Max Kellerman. He's gonna fall off a cliff type thing.
1: No, no. <clears> do Do you have any thoughts on the Brady contract other than like? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just
2: like
1: I, wait. Doesn't he, I don't think the
2: extension kicks in until after this year. Even it's just uh, like I mean, it's just yeah, an yeah. ongoing thing until he decides to hang it up. Just like yeah, yeah. Well, we that's work these like middle tier quarter. Like
1: we won't pay you
2: uh, like the Carson Wentz's and and. uh yeah, the, but
1: that's what I'm saying. He finally took thirty and thirty two million. So I think. I mean, what does it matter when he's not even the breadwinner in his own household? You know, the majority breadwinner. Trust me, I know. All right. Before we get to Monday Mailbag, Abe has a little ad read for us. Oh, my favorite. This is how we do the giveaways. and These are my guys. That's right. It's ShipStation.
2: When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and most importantly, keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners, that's right, you, the person listening to me right now, can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk, and you can start your free trial today without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates on the market. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue, B-L-U-E. That's right, ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. And my favorite part ShipStation.com Make ship happen.
1: <laughs> Great ad read, Abe. I'm proud of you. Wow, that's a bar. Make ship happen. Uh, first thing that we need to address from the Monday Mailbag comes from Brady Ninja. Did you and Abe clarify that it's Yasiel Puig, not Pui? Yes. No, we didn't. no, we didn't. We, we did clarify it. <laughs> uh, that was one of... I don't even know what was happening with you. Um... But yes, there you is. A- I, mean, I, actually, I actually never opened
2: the video that you sent me of the pronunciation, like the morning after. Maybe I didn't want to face the facts, but I have not. To answer your question, Brody Ninja, is that his name? Uh, Brady Ninja. Brody, Brody Ninja. Brody. Brody, Brody, Brody Ninja. To answer your question, no, I have not clarified that yet. I'm clarified. It's big. Jack, no Jack may have clarified on his own time. I was a little busy this week. I didn't get around to it.
1: All right. Uh, like I said, I'm home for the weekend uh, till Wednesday, actually, with the little bro, Casey. And one of the questions from tabsto 2 why are you a Tottenham fan, and does Abe have any soccer team? So Casey, rooted for Clint Dempsey uh, growing up because he was the best American outside of Donovan. He played on Tottenham. He got us into Tottenham, so that's my favorite team, but... He wanted to give us because the community shield was today. I know you don't know a ton about soccer, but it was Liverpool versus Man City, and Kyle Walker saves the ball off the line in the ninety-second. What City, a lad. What a lad. City ends up winning in pens. But Casey wanted to give us a quick little preview on who he sees the top four being in this year's prom wait. Sorry, Casey, sorry to cut you off, but they asked they wanted to know if I had a football team, football? Yeah, who's your football team?
2: Well, funny you should ask. Um, I'm also a Tottenham fan. Why? I have one of Casey's shirts that's a Tottenham shirt. Um, I'm not the biggest soccer guy. Uh, Jack, when we have played soccer growing up, we were a pretty good duo together. um, I was pretty good giving him the ball, letting him put the the puck on net. And we've also had some good battles where I had, had to defend him the whole pitch, the whole time, face guarding, and he didn't score on me. But yes, I am a Tottenham fan, big fan of Harry Kane ever since I bet on England in the World Cup that they lost but went to the semis, and Casey gave me yeah.
0: gave me as a little... A little yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Is it still coming home? Oh, it's coming home. I already have my bet for 2022.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't exactly say gave. Introduce yourself. What's up, Real Sports fam? It's Casey Settlement here, brother of Real Sports Jack. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly say gave more stolen, but no. Well, whatever. I'm happy for you to have the shirt if it if it means we'll you're. Play. Come on, come on, you Spaz. It's not a jersey. It's just a t-shirt. It's pretty tough. Um. Yeah. So, a quick top four prediction. Um. If anyone watched the Community Shield, you can see that City and Liverpool are probably going to be at the top two again in the Premier League this season. I'm going to take City to win the league because they are still the deeper team and have improved over the summer, signing Rodri, who's a very good center midfielder. who can oh, come Great center, center mid, go. great center mid out of Rodri. <laughs> and it looks like it's not fully confirmed, but it looks like Jao Cancelo from Juventus has just signed and Danilo is going the other way. So that's another really good signing they made at right back. Um Liverpool, Obviously, probably outplayed City today, so they're not going to slow down. But I just, they did not improve enough for me to take over City, so they will probably finish second. And then in third, I'm going to take Tottenham. And people may think this is biased, may not. Uh, the reasoning behind that is we still have our young core. We didn't lose Audubon haven't lost Ericsson or Rhodes as of now. Signed in Dombele, who looks to, who looks to be an amazing signing and there have been rumors that Los celso or bruno fernandez is on their way so if one of the two of them comes that would be huge and i look for us to improve a lot in fourth i'm going to go chelsea the reason behind this is is I like Lampard. I think he will do a good job getting the players going. My only worry is it could be a situation like Real Madrid last season when they lost Ronaldo and didn't really find a replacement for them. They struggled a lot. Who are
1: they replacing?
0: And, oh, and Eden Hazard left this summer, went to Real Madrid, and they signed Pulisic, who is a great young he's talent. A young American lad. He's a great young talent, but he's not Eden Hazard yet. So I think they'll struggle a little bit on that front, but I think Arsenal and United just didn't do enough this summer. Arsenal signed Pepe, which is a really good signing, but haven't really addressed the back line, which has been their biggest problem for a while now. Koscielny's old. Mustafi's a joke. They're, they just struggle a lot in the back. And Man United looked like they were going to sign Dybala. That looks like it has fell off and might sign Bruno Fernandez. If they signed Bruno Fernandez, that would be a really good signing. But and they signed Harry Maguire for one of the most ridiculous fees for a center back. But it was coming
1: home. It,
0: it was, it was coming home. I guess an above average center back I've seen for in a while. So, yeah, that's my top four prediction. Case, okay, so I got a question. So a lot of that went over, over my head. And by a lot of that, I mean about 95%
2: of it went over my head. So help me out here. Um, in terms of where Tottenham sits in the Premier That's how you pronounce it, right? Premier Premier League. (laughs) The Premier League. Um, Who is their NBA team comparison in terms of where they stand in the championship hunt?
1: Well, before Casey in, and I'll help explain this. So there's two kind of things going on. There's the Premier League, which is going to be the best team over the course of a regular season, no playoffs. And then there's the Champions League. So it's going to be tough to win a Premier League when you're not the absolute best team in the league because it's what 38 games 38 38 games and you need to be the most consistent like the nba playoffs because it's best of seven it's kind of like this the champions league is like the nfl playoffs the best team doesn't always win cuz it's only one or two games to get to the next round versus the nba playoffs nine times out of 10 the best team in the league is going to find its way to winning the championship okay, so, so so what team would tottenham be in the champ like what nfl team would tottenham be
2: in the cha- in the champions league in terms of where they stand in their chances, give me give me something it's to work with. So It's a understand. good
1: question because Tottenham went to the final last year because of some late magic, and then they kind of hung around in the Prem. Do you have a NFL team in mind? Um,
0: I would. I don't know about Champions League. That's harder to predict, considering it is more of a one to two game thing with the aggregate, obviously. So anything can happen. It's your best 11 versus their best 11 most of the time, and pretty much anything can happen on any given day. But throughout the Premier League, I'd say – I think it's unfortunate. Tottenham might be one of those things we call a cutie.
2: Ah, like a Utah Jazz. Yeah. I was going to say them, they're going to take the regularly. Yeah, same. They're a cutie. They're, they're one the I, like Nuggets, cuties.
0: I would say the Nuggets because they have a really good young core – and are about as close as you can get to being a contender, but not being a contender. Right? They're key. They're they'll
2: try really hard in the regular season, make it look like they're better than they are. And when the big dogs show up when it matters, they'll falter.
0: Yeah, and they're missing one really big piece. So Carmelo, there you go. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm saying for the Nuggets, they're missing one really big piece, and right, I say the Nuggets are missing Carmelo. I'd say if Tottenham signed one really big piece. They would maybe get into the mix of uh, Bruno Fernandez. That might be a stretch if they sign Bruno Fernandez getting them in the mix for the title, but uh they they're one piece away. There we go. All right. That me, was pretty solid
1: for his for his initial appearance on the pod. Thanks, Case. Um, all right, this is a fun question from Puerto Rican. Nope, that's not who it is. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll have Puerto Rico jlt in a second james nichols asks which sports have a clear goat so we're talking goats not baby goats because obviously lamar Jackson is the baby goat but uh swimming you said michael phelps yep. hockey wayne gretzky yeah definitely no one in baseball definitely no one in basketball and we're talking well, clear that's, goat, subjective. that's subjective
2: that's subjective
1: right uh, you said Tom Brady in the NFL. I this is the thing. While I believe Tom Brady is the goat, I totally get the arguments for other players. I don't. do you disagree. You think there's no
2: conversation? I think there's no conversation. I think quarterback, um, of an NFL team is the most important position in sports when it comes to your impact on your team. No, no
1: about that, but you think Tom Listen, Brady? I'm getting there. Okay,
2: I'm getting there. So if he is. In both of our opinions, the undistinguished goat um, uh, of the NFL, like, and he plays the heart, the most important position. Like, why, why isn't he the undisputed goat?
1: Because to be an undisputed goat, it means that no one can argue that someone else isn't a better quarterback. No, and no. I, I know it's our podcast, and it's two of us, so I guess technically on this podcast, he is the undisputed goat, but. Huh. But people argue that, well, for one, Rogers is better, which is I mean, talent wise, yes, but accomplishments no. Uh, people argue Joe Montana. I've heard Elway, I've heard Marino, I've Foles. heard Eli Manning because he beat him in one <laughs> post. I've heard Daniel Jones because he got drafted and Eli Manning's on the roster. I've just heard other names thrown around, so I cannot say he's the clear GOAT, even though I believe and you believe he is. Like Merlin, I think there's no question he's the clear goat, and we're not going to get into
2: the basketball goats, but I think there is a clear goat there. You think there's a
1: clear goat in basketball? Did you hear what I said? I said we're not going to get into it now. But I just need – I'm not even debating who the goat is. I'm saying you think there is a no-discussion clear goat?
2: Uh Yes.
1: you're the worst all right next question now we can get it because we're getting a or this a sorry we have a quick interruption from one of our friends emily you know her well um (laughs) casey she she asked what casey's basketball player comp is oh that you're putting me on the spot and asking me that no i just if you have one Casey, you have one
0: um Jack likes to think that I frame my game around his, which may or may not be true. Not at all. Not at all. Games, which is a slashing point guard pass first type deal, uh, defensive minded. So I'm... I well, got a defensive Westbrook.
2: minded. You're one of the laziest players I've seen on the defensive side of the he's oh. the Worst
0: defender. He just reaches in and goes for steals. Um. Anyways, I'm more of a Russell Westbrook, a little less athletic, jeez, just a little. Jeez, jeez, this is getting bad. Um.
1: You give you give a kid one
2: soccer segment, and now he's Russell Westbrook. Come on.
0: Ch- chucks up a couple bricks from outside the arc every now and again, but can hit a three. But. I like to slash and dish for sure. Do you I have, have one for him? I'm making, thinking
1: like, who's like a, a, a little pudgy point guard? Um, like I was a, trying to think of the oh, oh, you know – whoa, you know who he is? I wonder if you're going to say who I'm thinking. No, no chance we're thinking the same person. Do you remember Sherrod Collins from Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> Little Sherrod Collins has all that weight packed in, in, inside of him. I mean, he was a good player, and he was a bucket and a great leader, but that's what Casey reminds me of. The first one was- that
2: came to mind right when you asked me, like without even thinking much into it, was Terry Rozier. It's just like,
1: okay, is, I don't this, is, is this guy good or not?
2: Can he do anything really that well? He's pretty, right, good. A good He's pretty solid all around, but no one knows, like, honestly what his deal is. They'll find out. Like, Casey, you probably – Earn your way to a really bad contract, but you would get a lot of money for it. So in my opinion, that's a Terry Rogier type guy. And we'll see how good you are in Charlotte.
0: My my only response to that is the one time we've played a game a real game against each other, although it ended in a loss. Mm-hmm. I happen to have scored twenty seven in that game. You scored twenty-three.
2: So we can get Casey off and answer some more questions. I want you to answer this question without any explanation. Would you rather have 27 and
1: lose or 23 and win? I'd rather have zero points and win. Okay, so thanks. All right, next question. Thank you, Sherrod Collins. (laughs) Uh, Puerto Rican uh, – I'm trying to figure out what the name is. Puerto Rican – tjlt do you think the bears will have another dominant season and why so we covered it in the nfl preview but i continue to get this stuff about because i posted a top 10 quarterback thing that was voted on by the players and trubisky was in the top 10 obviously but i got so much by the way once was in the top 10 i think it's related to injury um but the players picked it and people kept saying you know uh Trubisky, the defense, all this crap, because I posted again about a David Montgomery thing because they drafted him, blah, blah, blah. Do you think they will be good? No. Abe no. and I are in agreement that they were way too healthy last year. Uh, Trubisky will not be good this year. He played way, way above his head and that they got a lot of inter- interception luck which will come down to the norm. This doesn't mean the defense won't be great. This doesn't mean that Trubisky won't be fine. They just will not be good enough. I don't think they make the playoffs.
2: I'm also looking at their schedule from last year. Dude, they beat literally no one. Like
1: Yeah, they beat no they one. Had had
2: they had a good win against the Rams, 15-6, to and probably one of the more boring games ever. Um, yeah. They beat the Packers when they were already out of it and in shambles. I'll give them the Rams and the Vikings as two solid wins. But other than that, they beat the Lions twice. They beat the Bears, lost to the Patriots, beat the Jets, lost to the Dolphins, beat the Bucks. Like they didn't beat anyone. I, we're going to turn into like an anti an anti Bears podcast. We we really are. But
1: yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I'm actually fine with this stance of the Bears. and No, not yeah, it's like one I, thing that we can ride together. In football is like we the Bears stink. Yeah, I'm I'm so ready for them to be <laughs> seven and nine. Right? Are they going to be worse than the Vikings? Yeah, they're going to be worse than the Vikings. Wow, I hate the Vikings too. I'm ready for the pack too. Oh, let me bring this up because I know that I told Casey this weekend, and I started thinking about it a little. And I actually, I may have talked myself into it, but I think the Denver Broncos have a really good year. Wasn't there a little wager you wanted to make? You texted me about. Um, I mean, I think they're gonna. I think no, they come on, come what'd you say in the text? What did I say? You said they're gonna win that division, and i I'm saying, learning, And too. you actually I, said I I'm willing to bet that. And then I kind of backtracked and realized the Chiefs are probably too good, and with the Chargers, it will be tough. But they get it. They get a third place schedule. There's there. What people don't understand is they were very dominant on defense last year. Nothing will change. They have Von Miller. He's an animal. They have trouble on the other side. He's great. What they were lacking was consistent quarterback play. Flacco's finally healthy. Will they have? Emmanuel Sanders is good. Philip Lindsay had a great rookie year. Is Emmanuel Sanders going to be healthy for the start of the year? Didn't he tear his Achilles last year? Yeah, but I think he's supposed to be back. Cortland Sutton is a pretty solid guy. Deshaun, your boy from Penn State, is good. He, no, he he's actually really talented. Yeah, no, they, Deshaun Hamilton, and like, like he's their he's their number two. And the thing about the no, no Cortland Sutton is like he, I don't know. No, no, Cortland Sutton's really good. I'm telling you, I would even take him as me. like a sleeper fantasy this year, but. They get a third place schedule, and what I realized was they they finished like seven and nine last year, six and ten, but they dropped like the last four. Like they were actually in the playoff hunt. It was just they had no like literally zero quarterback play. Case Keenum lost them every single game. I'm not saying Joe's amazing. I am, he's one of the most elite quarterbacks ever, but <laughs> I think in that air where he's just gonna float that thing up, get hella pass interferences. When he's had a strong defense, he's always made noise. And then, you know, once Joe gets into January, Joe mode, it, it's, it's you know. Listen, I, I don't hate the Broncos making the playoffs.
2: When you originally texted me, you said division, and I was just going to blow you up for that. But the reason I don't hate it is because, like, you're right, they upgraded a quarterback um, because they didn't have one last year. Their defense is only going to get better with these young guys. And – I mean, it, it all depends on Joe. And, like, you know with the NFL, we, we've talked about this before. Like, every year there are new playoff teams coming in and old ones exiting. So, it's just like, who's up next? Who's going to be the surprise of the
1: year? And maybe it will be Denver. It think- would be the surprise of the year for me. because Only because out of all our predictions of sleepers, we're picking kind of like the second team in the division. They're really a clear-cut third coming into this season.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the
1: division that they play in. But I yeah. don't know, man. I, I picked Oakland. Yeah, you did. Final question, staying in that division from Packer fan Mark. I guess he wants Melvin Gordon. He said, who is Melvin Gordon going to play for next year? We'll keep this quick. Uh, Melvin saying he's going to sit out or is demanding a trade unless he gets an extension. It actually is starting to sound like he won't. Talk should heat up over the next week. I think a team that makes sense is Houston because it doesn't sound like they're going to re-sign Clowney. Maybe there's a deal where it's a sign-and-trade. I know that doesn't really happen in the NFL. Or they just swap them and then they try and sign them each next season. I think Houston makes a lot of sense. Lamar Miller, he's you know he's fine, but he's not a great running back. And Houston wants to stay as relevant as they can with Deshaun, Hopkins, and Watt. So I like him to go to Houston. The Packers would be great, especially for all my – my picks of them winning the division and potentially winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I just don't know how realistic that is after they paid all that money in free agency.
2: I'm going to keep it in the division. I'm going to. I'm going to say. I mean, there's no basis behind this. Like, I'm not saying there's rumors to it. It's just like who do I think he could go to help right away for a Super Bowl champ uh, contender and have some fun. Why not keep in the division? McNabb went to the Redskins. Melvin Gordon to the Chiefs. Um, I know they have Damian Williams. They're very excited about him but I think everyone can agree they'd take Melvin Gordon right now over Damian Williams. Uh, and listen, the better the quarterback, the better the running back, and vice versa. So I think he would only help Mahomes further in terms of keeping defenses on their toes and vice versa with Melvin uh, with Mahomes helping Melvin uh, open up some holes. So I, I think that'd be fun if he stayed in the division, played the Chargers twice a year. So I'll say the Chiefs. Yeah,
1: that, I mean, they would only get better from that. There's no doubt about right. that. All right, right. That was another episode of the Real Sports podcast. It was episode 17, the Philip Rivers podcast. We looked up some other 17s. There's really not an impressive list. I'm I'm excited for next episode. We got Peyton Manning. Uh, do you have any number 17s off the top of your head? Isn't one of the Manning 7? Oh no, Peyton's. What's Eli? Eli's Ten, I believe. Um, I'll be honest, I gotta go to the
2: bathroom so bad right now, Jack, that I can't really think that well.
1: <laughs> All right, Real Switch thank you for listening. Subscribe, share with your friends. Peace. Peace. Free Carmelo. Free Carmelo. Peace.